0: Us guessing, yeah?
1: uh, hello everyone! It's the first episode
2: Woo. of of what? Is <laughs> this the first episode of what? Where oh, are
1: we? I guess we'll just have to keep guessing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's the uh, it's the um, it's the Rose Gallery podcast. Woo! What? Very
3: catchy name.
1: So I was supposed to make. A whole bunch of um, what you call scripts, because uh-huh. usually I'm super prepared, but uh-huh. today I'm just all all out of sorts, so I forgot.
4: Okay, professional <laughs> um, streamer move as it's,
1: usual. It's, it's I'm not a professional streamer. <laughs> I have not been streaming ever since I started with Killian rhodes so <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs>
2: It's it's the pilot episode. We got Therefore, it. Therefore, I yeah, am yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. a baby streamer, So, all
4: right. All
2: right.
1: Yeah, In that case, you might want to start
4: with, uh, "What the hell is this?"
1: Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> <kidding> there. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. We don't have an audience, but so let's build up a repertoire with them. <laughs> so so them.
1: the reason we're starting this podcast is because, um, well, skilled rogues. Those as no gonna the channel but the second campaign that we're currently running on Saturdays at 8pm GMT plus 8 and every other uh, time zones out there that is listed in the panel is reaching to its second anniversary t- this Saturday Woo.
4: yeah
1: so,
2: monetary applause
1: <laughs> so in <laughs> I guess you should have those things damn I don't and like for some reason the music is not here like there's no music and i'm not sure why
4: you but... might let go on it's okay i don't mm-hmm. do it i'm double checking it's
2: there
1: is it because i do not i don't yeah, hear, m- it. Okay. I hear, it's hear it okay so it. all yeah. right so um tell me because like, i don't know
4: it's okay it's all good
1: all right okay so again i'm not a professional streamer i just said i was a baby streamer so i'm just (laughs) relearning this whole thing i started with slobs but now we go back to obs because slobs suck
2: all right so So to move on
1: i've never actually used obs so all
2: right let's introduce these four individuals right just doing this table to test this table
1: oh yeah sure let's do that so Let's start from you, War. Introduce yourself.
2: Oh, hello everyone. My name's War. Uh, other people call me War 2-1. War Torn 21 is usually what I go by. But uh, yes, I'm one of the delectable hosts of this great podcast that we're starting. So is it
1: delectable what you consider a snack? Are yeah. Are you... Calling yourself a snack? a snack? I mean, hey, am I not? <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Make
3: some point.
2: If, if I, I have you know, pitch. like, I'll have you know, I am quite the curvaceous, curvaceous person in IRL. <laughs> curvaceous. I'm not joking on that. I I mean everything literal, word by word. All, All right. right. Continue on. Yes. Uh, I would be in charge of. Uh, homebrew goodies for your delectable 5e uh, tabletop RPG known as Dungeons and & Dragons. And that's my segment. Should we move on to the next person to my dear left?
1: I think my podcast has been uh, overtaken by someone else. Anyway.
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry this is, to this was is fun, what happens sweetie.
1: when I'm not prepared. I'll be more prepared next time. I'll be honest. It's
2: fine. We're in the pilot. Anyway, Remember, the pilot. So, pilot.
1: So, yeah, as War have said, we have four segments. So, for now, it's just a bit of a chit chat. Then, the the next segment will be about news, which will be handled by uh, Rain. Why don't you introduce yourself?
4: Hey, you know me. I think you've heard my voice multiple times. I am Rain, slash, the responded voice. I don't GM for everything that runs in this place, because no one wants a GM out of.
1: no, because you're not satisfied with anyone here, man.
4: Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of a dick in sense, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, back your back games, back. games are good, but you know, I would do different. Here's the problem, Brain.
3: You were born in the wrong country, in the wrong time zone, so I can't trust you when I'm available. If you just uh. moved to Greece, like I told you many times, <laughs> you're not issue.
4: Uh, if I were to move, I want to move to Japan. So, I feel like that's gonna be <laughs> a time gap, right? <laughs> <you> again, right? <laughs> yeah, alright, never mind. Maybe, oh, I do want to maybe move to Edinburgh, though. Edinburgh's nice. So, oh, it's closer to our time zone. So, so anyway, maybe.
1: <laughs> uh, so alright, then...
4: yeah, yeah I, I do DMing the two campaigns that we have right now, and uh, we do news. So, yeah!
1: So, uh, and we have the two main segments of the podcast are handled by me and Crit. You wanted to introduce yourself?
3: Sure. I'm Crit, or Critical Thinking. I'm the one guy here that's not from the East, um, I'm from Europe. from a first city, hi, Yes, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Token white guy, guy, that's <laughs> new.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Token white guy. This <laughs> is
3: so my geographical location. Um, my ping's kind of weird, so hope I don't go robotic randomly. But yeah, yeah I'm guy. also Master. <laughs> I've been playing D&D for like uh, 9, 10 ish years on and off. Been DMing for most of it. Actually, playing with terrain is the first time I've played in like six years. <laughs> so that feels good.
4: <laughs> yeah, and you're now in two campaigns.
3: Yeah, Le- he has no amount of campaigns <laughs> <laughs> It's great. And uh, what else? Obviously, I'm a player here, and uh, I cover stories.
1: We cover stories, and yeah. alongside that, stories. I, it's me as well. I cover the other part. I'm me. Okay, that's done. Anyway, ah. Uh, <laughs> Good
0: job. <laughs> you
3: didn't Wonderful. To the point.
1: Yeah. What do you need to know about me? I play. A, I play the other two campaigns because I can't not play. I have FOMO. I've never missed a session, and if I need to miss a session, I make sure everyone has to cancel as well, so that I can Here. keep my streak. And so far, it's been two years, three years of continuously making four sessions, haha.
3: Last time I offered to play without Aina because she couldn't make it, she actually mailed a pipe bomb to my house. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, no comment. (laughs) So, okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's all the introductions we have will be your host for this season we have um uh for we will do this like us like like a, like a show you know how a show has like 12 episodes per season that's what we will do with this podcast all right so i guess without further ado do let me um now prepare everything because i'm a baby streamer, give me a moment. Pro and streamer
4: of course. Yeah. Whoa
1: no shit oh no oh well no actually I need to credit. So this is the music you hear. Haha. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the first segment is for rain to take over.
4: Alright, so welcome everybody. Uh time it's 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 time for the news as as they put it. But uh, there's not much going on in the D&D world, um, I say not much, but actually there have been quite a, a few big releases and now I'm wondering if this is the only big really big news that I'm gonna get for the rest of the season of the show, but uh, hey, who knows? So, right, just in case you don't know, first things first, most importantly since we all played Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, we got a new book uh, called the, uh, what was it, Mordekainen Monsters of Multiverse, something yeah. like that? Let me yeah. get it correctly. Yeah. So basically, they've combined a Tasha and also, uh, uh, no, yeah, they, no, is, they is, combined is, Tasha, Volos, uh, uh, <laughs> and also Mordekine the original yeah. Mordekine yeah. and Book. And they combine the two together for uh, people to uh, go through. And they have, uh, overhauled some of the races and everything. And then, uh, Let's uh let let's give a look to some of the races. I uh, know have you given this a read a little bit actually.
1: I think a little bit because I sh- I'm supposed to be the final arbiter of everything, and honestly, I don't know my judgment, but um seems like they' they've made some changes uh like in terms of how they behave and how like the spell casting actions are making it a bit more efficient to do, which I think is pretty cool.
4: mm-hmm.
1: But, that's about it, that's all I read. Like, that's I, all I, read. I skimmed it, you know? Damn it, yeah, well,
4: we got we got this piece that you have open here, so uh, let's uh, go through it a little bit. Uh, let's see, so uh, let's cha- look at changes to the monsters. Uh, alignment and creature type. First off, mo- humanoids are being reserved for monsters who are more human, like in their moral and cultural range. So they're saying, uh, I guess, human. all humanoid races have to be gray now like humans they can't be just pure evil or pure good is that what you're trying to say here i
1: don't think so i mean well look at this bully wolf that is considered a humanoid and it's a lawful good what, i didn't realize what, they what does add, it uh, mean
4: by humanoid- i think they, they added there like typically lawful good i wonder if uh that's one uh. of the things that they try to uh Soften the blow, I guess, from just calling someone good or evil.
1: I guess so. Well, it says here there's been some confusion about alignment's role. So in the roles of PHP, you choose your character's alignment. But in Monster Manual, DM determines the monster alignment. Mm. So I guess essentially it's just a role-playing aid. It's not really... Uh,
4: I see. Like it
1: doesn't determine the creature's behavior anyhow, so...
4: In uh, games, I mean, that's fair.
1: In our games, is I it, think we give much to this alignment.
4: That's true, because okay, this is from what I understand about alignments. Alignments are kind of like a relic of old D&D. If you really want alignment to be really into your game, Pathfinder is what you want to look into, because Pathfinder actually has, when they say detect good and evil, you actually detect a creature's alignment when they say there is like evil damage and good damage and chaotic damage and so on. So if you really want alignment to be like a main thing, uh, you might want to go in but for D&D, they seem to slowly move away from alignments in general and doing it more like a roleplay tool rather than an in-game mechanic. Correct me if I'm wrong. but you've been uh, playing D&D much longer than I have.
0: I mean,
3: I've, I've played since 3.5 and, um, alignments were never really a set thing from as far as I've learned. Like, my first introduction was just like, it's a thing to guide you in which way your guys would act or react to things, right? So it was okay. never like, uh... A hard-fast
4: rule or anything like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you'd get, you know, awarded, in 5e especially, you get rewarded yeah. for playing your alignment or your flaws and traits.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. that's cool because because like um I did because I'm writing my own rules by the way so you're looking forward to that <laughs> anyways um I did my I did research looking into other games and everything how alignments are used, especially in Pathfinder like some creatures actually deal like chaotic damage like you know the, the, the chaotic in the lawful chaotic line like they deal chaotic damage and some creatures are weak to chaotic some creatures are weak to lawful damage and so on so this is apparently a thing and like if if they deal lawful damage and you're a lawful creature you don't take damage from any very so
3: i mean that's pretty much like a radiant and necrotic like yeah. i guess and all right? sorts
4: yeah 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 i guess so they did uh, they, they, they kind like of quantify it to more like good damage and evil damage mm-hmm. and and kind of like put it in a bit more the good is more like you know divine light and necrotic and evil is decaying and shit right yeah cool cool Enough. cool way how the de- thing have evolved yeah no
2: now like i am i'm just gonna put this out i'm the youngest in experience for D <laughs> overall and i haven't That's played his characters the shortest all right <laughs> not clearly from the table as Serene, but, uh, uh, I would like to know what what does lawful attack mean like what does lawful
4: damage mean do you like <laughs> attack <laughs> you attack with a set of like rules let's see that's the thing like it I think that's their version of like divine damage but since they are evil gods uh, good gods lawful gods and chaotic gods they put it as like chaotic damage so it's basically like divine damage but a chaotic element you know i see so i think that's how they're flavoring it hmm. so like some creatures from the i can't remember primus i think the plane of law uh they'll be weak to um uh i think chaotic damage a lot because you know oh no breaking the rules huh ah! kind of thing and this is only a f- 3.5 feature or older. And that is pathfinder i'm not sure about three point five oh, pathfinder yeah, Pathfinder two point second oh, edition specifically. Okay. I'm not sure about first edition. I'm a baby gamer like uh, like yourself as well. Nice. Uh d five E is my first system and then I'm looking into you know, some other stuff, but mostly D and D
1: We never really go out of D and D to be honest. Hey, Try We
4: had we had two campaigns that uses uh open legend.
1: Oh well, yeah, real. you did. I did, yeah.
4: Uh, the system is a bit too open for players, uh, no, it's not too open, like, players have an idea of what their character want to do, but then, you know, what they want to do and then ascribing it to the system, that's a different thing, because like, you know, oh, like, okay, I want to be like, you know, super fast and teleport around, okay, that's like, movement, do I have enough movement to do that, and you start looking into the mechanics and everything and bogs the game down and people just, you know, don't bother with the system, but it's a cool system though. If you guys want to uh, play around with it, I am. Uh, I still know how to play that game. So yeah.
3: Does, on the topic of chaotic and lawful energies and vibes that deal different uh-huh. damages, yeah. if your character is a chaotic evil, will he like be resistant or immune to chaotic damage? Is
4: I guess so. It's... I think so. Yes, I think so. But would that apply for chaotic good? Like, like if like if, if you're chaotic good you're immune to chaotic damage and good damage
3: uh, wait no that doesn't make sense it makes more sense for it to be like if you're chaotic you're uh, good with chaotic and weak to good or lawful rather
4: right i'm gonna have to read the Pathfinder rule a, a little bit <laughs> yeah, this is this is alignment I... is messy yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would
3: find a way to optimize the shit out of that, like, oh, yeah. well, uh, more monsters are dealing this type of damage or I mean,
4: that's that. what happened with d and uh, that's why fire mages, while well, cool, kind of sucks, because a lot of people uh, are resistant to fire. Poison, don't get even me- get me started about that. Oh, Poor right, Ina.
1: Ina. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of paying attention.
2: Inside <laughs> joke, everyone, inside jokes. She tried, made a, she tried to make She
4: tried to make Poison focused ca-
1: Poison focused right. character Yeah mm. Look In my this Defense I did not know But d d That was my first character Thank you very okay. much
0: <laughs> Anyway With that yeah, Let's go, on, go, go, on, go on.
1: to Well We actually Have spent quite a bit um, mm-hmm. So uh, Let's go to One more piece of news Before we go to The next segment So Alright, so here PaizoCon announced the new Pathfinder and Starfinder products to kick off PaizoCon. Anything you want to talk about here?
4: I mean, yeah, um, again, I don't follow much about Pathfinder, but I think it's a pretty cool thing uh, during the Paizo Con, which happened on the 27th to 30th. So it's either you've been there or you didn't. They announced a couple of uh, new books. If I recall correctly, these are kind of like a old books that were in Pathfinder 1st edition. They're importing it to the mechanics of Pathfinder 2nd edition because 1st edition is much closer to uh, d and 3.5. But um with Python 2e they've really branched off and really went on their own essentially. I don't think I'm sure there are like, you know, smaller, lesser known systems that use the action points and all the feats and everything. But I uh, I kinda like the game. It, it's very video gamey, but I think me at least it's kind of a good thing uh dnd has its advantages by being vague and you know uh up to the dm most of the times uh, i kind of like i kind of like the idea of like uh how Pathfinder really kind of make it into a video game a little bit and um ascribing like, like, like giving more flexibility surprisingly like it mechanics wise it gives the player more flexibility to do more stuff uh but yeah uh they are announcing a couple of books well one of them was The uh, treasure vault book Which is basically Rules for making Custom magic item Which is pretty cool Ooh Yeah And then they also Release like uh, uh, Adventure Path Called Gateworkers Adventure Path Is Pathfinder's Version of Modules So D&D calls Modules Uh, Pathfinder They call it Adventure Path And as well uh, Starfinder This is the Fan No not not fantasy Sci-fi version Of Pathfinder and they're releasing the Drift Crisis case file adventure which is kind of like a mystery uh, detective kind of sort of thing But yeah, um, they've announced that and I think there were a couple more, I couldn't remember But yeah, that that's uh, essentially it so if you guys are interested in a lot more Pathfinder, uh might uh, go for it. Hey, can we can we go to the to the next the, the one more cuz that was I feel like is very important for any and all uh, the d and enthusiasts. The, the next one, the next one. One more, one more. There you go. Oh. So we got some uh, free shit. So like if you guys want free shit, go get the free shit. So, uh, I found this the other day in EN World. Uh, they are basically uh, having some freebies and bundles in sales. So, uh, scroll down a little bit. There are a couple of freebies that you guys might want to look into. I
1: mean, we're kinda we kind of only play dungeons and dragons <laughs> i know i know but,
4: but this is <laughs> this is rpg news all right not not not, not D&D <laughs> news so you know i i, I, I want to cover all the bases i want to cover all okay, the bases
1: which, which one do you find the most like interesting i guess like, i mean i wanna
4: try? i have to go with that cyberpunk and it's free so wait, like wait which that one?
1: Hold
4: the one the side the number two oh, uh for science Cyberpunk. Cyborg yeah that one that yeah for cyborg the cyberpunk offshoot of uh Mark Borg's PDF and
1: soundscape little, uh, oh that's pretty cool yeah like they're giving you a pdf but also a soundscape to
4: use soundscape for you to for use the in game? the sessions I guess I guess so yeah 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 but yeah it, it sounds interesting and I always love the cyberpunk uh aesthetic I just need to add a little bit more fantasy in there so yeah so yeah but yeah uh, that's the one I'm really excited about but uh, uh can you like leave the link somewhere for people to just go here and huh, uh you know browse Gotta put it put it in, put it in chat, chat put it in chat
0: yeah
2: yeah but what about more? what about all those people who only listen to the podcast
4: yeah. oh man i'll you know what i'll put it in the description as well just me to put it in there because i'm sure i'm gonna forgot because that's what i do i'm a professional streamer <laughs> by the way folks at home this is a podcast right <laughs>
2: Supposedly. Yeah. And where can
4: we find ourselves? Oh wow, where we uh I'm gonna upload it on a anchor.fm but of course uh this shit will be available on your favorite streaming site. So Apple Music is gonna be on Spotify. Uh where else? I think I have the list down here. Uh where we is it? Have... There you go. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Castbox, Breaker and Pocket Cast. You can find hey. the link on the description of this podcast or if you're on the stream just scroll down a little bit then we have the section for podcasts over there yeah. Very interesting There's- so
3: yeah I haven't heard about a lot of those uh, in my time <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not that I go on many podcasts but that's a lot
4: yeah I, I mean like the same okay, I'm, I'm not we're not being paid by anchor by the way okay but like when you upload to anchor uh, they they help you to distribute your podcast to all these various platforms. So it's really nice to just you know uh, get yourself out there, and yeah. So that's why we've been using Anchor FM, and uh, they've been pretty cool. So yeah, next.
1: Alright. Okay. So I guess uh, now it's time to go to the next segment. Now let me just um, change some stuff a little bit. Er, er, um, uh, uh, yes, press
3: the buttons, do the things.
1: Yes, the to do the thing While, while she's and pressing oh, the shit. button and doing it's the, the thing It's Hold on. Yes.
3: Are we gonna be expecting more cyberpunky stuff now that you got free cyberpunky shit in the <laughs> Rust campaign?
4: I mean, maybe you gotta first get out of this uh, semi-destroyed city we, we, I mean, to be fair, our campaign's not really a cyberpunk, it's more post-apocalypse The world WAS cyberpunk <laughs> But then, you know, shit happened if you want to know more, go ahead and join us every uh, Friday. Uh, PM GMT plus 8. No, 10 PM GMT plus 8. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Alright, so let's go to the next section. So here uh, we talk about some stories that we found in Reddit, and we just kind of talk about it and uh, react to it. You know, tell us, tell each other what we think about it. And like, if you in the chat have any opinions about it, feel free to let us know. Alright. So let's go to the first story of the day. So this one is, by, is on reddit in our rpg horror stories by the user apocryph7618. So the gist of it is, um, uh, well the title is The Curse of Strad. the game, the module of D&D, is by GM and asshole here. So uh, he says, long time lurker, first time caller. I'm a forever GM myself, and I lurk here because I'm terrified I will one day feature on here. We all make mistakes, touch wood it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I am, however, a player in a Curse of Strahd game, and something happened yesterday that doesn't sit right with me. It might belong here, it might not. Happy for the subreddit to judge. So, consider this something of a is my GM an asshole question, rather than uh, here's a clearly very shitty thing that happened rant. Alright, so we're a 6-level party. The two PCs relevant to this is my character Magnus, a goliath paladin, and Suka, a halfling ranger. We've been playing for about 9 months now, and we're roughly halfway through the campaign. I know this because this is probably the 6th time I've either played or run Curse of Strahd. Okay, I've never played Curse of Strahd. Like I've never I really played any module. It's,
2: yeah, before. same yeah. disclaimer Same.
3: I've. Cra-
4: what about you? You're, you're
2: the D&D
1: veteran. Have you know, heard of Curse of Strahd? You, you'd
3: think. Well, everyone's heard of it. No oh, one's I mean, played, have played it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I haven't actually played it. Uh, simply because nobody seems to want to run it. Oh. I mean, I've looked through it, and it seems very cool and complex, and a lot of uh, stories emerge from it. Mm-hmm. So you know all your favorite storytime YouTubers that do the idea have talked about it, yeah. and will have very different experiences. So it seems very cool, but it's also very intimidating because it's huge. Yeah,
4: we, we we could we could try it actually. It is well, like it's not a one shot; right? it's like a campaign. It's a full right? campaign. It's an entire it's campaign setting. You can thing. go
1: from level one to level ten, I think. But yeah,
4: I think we could do it like a short campaign of sorts. Um...
1: 1 to um, 10 remember how long we took from 1 to 10 a year <laughs> i don't know if that's is it
4: actually okay Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Then
1: from 10 to 15 we took another year so <laughs> anyway so not long after leaving barovia for valaki we came across these two zombies revenants something undead anyway they came at us and we killed them since then, pretty much every time we get back on the road, we encounter these same two Chuckle Fs, except each time they seem to be stronger. Last night we fought them for the fourth time, fifth, and Suka's players noticed that each time we fought them, they've mainly been focused on us too. I've never noticed because I'm the party tank, my job is to keep them engaged with me whilst protecting others from attack. Using the Sentinel fee, and the interception fighting style to help with that. But after he pointed it out, it clicked. And in this particular encounter, it became super obvious. They attacked us two specifically to the absolutely exclusion of everyone else and irrespective of what everyone else was doing. Um, Slight problem with this encounter, I don't know what strut has been feeding this revenant, but they're now dealing 28-30 to points of bludgeoning damage per hit. Unarmed strikes. Oh
2: jeez, (laughs) Louise. Hit
4: KO,
1: dude. (laughs) And they both have multi attack because of course they they did. They also had a massive amount of HP. Between smites, divine favors, the cleric spirit guardians, and everything else, they were taking a silly amount of damage themselves. But it didn't do a whole lot. And once we had to start resorting to healing ourselves, it was over. Retreat wasn't a viable option. We were carrying cargo from the Wizard of Wines up to Kresk and these whites or whatever they are have a fifty feet move speed for some reason. It was also clear that they are relentless in their pursuit of us. We'd have to fight them at some point because ultimately we tire they don't. Yeah, I didn't
4: see anything? Go no? on. Okay. Uh
1: yeah, I don't actually know what these are. He she he they the the gender term they change what it is every single um, time i think it's
3: the, the the two guys that were fighting i mean couldn't be anything else right the yeah. two
1: guys they were fighting what do you mean well,
4: did, so they, that, that was fighting that's the, that's why they used it
3: to... the yeah. two guys that punch for 28 to 30 points of bludgeoning damage yeah. why are you confusing on this
1: no, I mean, you know, I know, but what are they? What are the two guys? Because he's been saying it's oh, revenants. revenants, but then it says it's maybe white, maybe what was the idea? Yeah, Zombies? I don't, I don't, I mean, if, if, what? I not I
4: want to say bad, but like an amateur Dungeon Master would like, Okay, you guys find a Chimera, what do you do? A <laughs> uh, more elaborated Dungeon Master would go, you see a lion standing right in front of you, 10 feet tall. But then you see it has a scorpion tail, and then a goat's head on its back, so, so like you know. Yeah. So I'm assuming this GM is actually pretty good and just described like an undead. So like it's a bit unsure if they're revenants or zombie. you know. But, so, but that's like so the so worst kid,
0: thing. <laughs> I mean, me. it's, it's a, it's,
4: and, and honestly, this is cool because um, that would be cool for like the ones that invest in intelligence. They could like, oh, can I roll intelligence check that or a like, history true. or religion check, you know?
1: Yeah, so we would it, do.
4: So
2: yeah, exactly.
4: Where the story is heading. First of all,
2: the 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 twenty twenty eight to thirty points of damage for Arndarm strikes is absurdly yeah absurdly yeah, high. Yeah. But I feel like, uh, with with the context we have, maybe there's a narrative. Uh, that's true. That's what I, that's what there's I'm probably, thinking as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't we like, we have to finish what we're reading here. Yeah. But uh, it seems like there is a mystery or a plot that well, involving this. Well, unfortunately,
1: world. there's not a lot. There's not too much more. So All right, the OP continues Ultimately they downed my paladin And continued beating him to death The whites then crumbled away Once I died I'm not salty that my paladin died To a small child because that's kind of funny And I'm only slightly salty That we were put into a situation Where neither victory nor retreat Were really an option Around 28 points per hit Which means over 100 points of damage Being dealt per round Assuming they hit with each attack It just strikes me as suspicious because in the week before the session, I talked about making backup characters in case Magnus dies. I talked about how they were tied into the story much more than a goliath hailing from the spine of the world was. And then the very next session, I'm put into an unwinnable fight and die? It does strike me a little suspect. GM denies that being the case and that the fight was in no way engineered for one outcome or another. And as a veteran GM myself, I'm inclined to believe him. It's not that I don't believe he'd do it, it's that I'd expect him to have some sort of out-of-game conversation with me about it beforehand, But whether or not I'm happy to replace my character with one of my backups. Nevertheless, it doesn't sit right with me. I do still suspect there was some gaming of a situation going on behind the scenes, but I kind of want people with a fresh set of eyes to look at this and tell me what they think. Thanks in advance. So what do you guys think?
3: Okay, I have a opinion to state. Uh, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Opinion um, so away. Namely, um, from what I remember, and mm-hmm. people can correct me on this, I think yeah. the curse was trolled, there are specific instances where you're not like expected to die, but you're very likely to die and dying actually has like a whole thing behind it where like if I remember correctly, if you die, you can be brought back by like one of the patrons of Bavaria or whatever the place is called. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And you can come back as a revenant of some kind, serving some witch mother or something, some whole thing. I didn't look much into it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but death is like a thing there, although the Dungeon Master being like, nah bro, it was completely fine, is not the case. It wasn't fine, it was bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like that, that thats why. That's why I'm. Uh, I never watch any Curse of Stride because I do intend to play it at some point or GM it at some point. So, free of spoilers as well. But it does. I do understand, like having, cause like it, it could be a revenant, cause that's the whole lore about revenant. They want to kill one guy, and every time they die, they reincarnate a new body and keep chasing that guy. And once they kill that guy, only then the revenant can die. It does sound like a revenant here. But man, they are relentless, dude. Like they have the 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 guys are just level five, and like fucking dude, these 100 plus damage per round. That sucks. I
2: I I think the main crux of this entire story is there wasn't player consent or any discussion behind of like why this is happening. Yeah, I mean,
0: definitely.
2: I mean, like I if I were the player in that situation, I think I would have brought it up with the DM, like. Uh, hey, dude. Could I,
4: I like ask why? Why? He he did though. He did ask he did. the GM like like, are you? Is there something wrong here? Why are you chasing me? And the GM said, no. That's why I'm I'm a bit iffy here because okay. this is something that I would, you know, sometimes do as well. Like you know, it, it it's a strange situation that makes the player question. But I personally wouldn't do it to a point where the character would die. So,
1: yeah. so actually one of the comments actually asked, said that to, this, to the OP, he said like, mm-hmm. just outright ask your GM what the deal was, and OP replied, I did ask, the penultimate paragraph explains the conversation that did take place. There's obviously yeah. stuff you can't tell me as a player because it's part of the game, and I don't think from conversations had that this will be the last we see of them, unless killing one of us breaks whatever curse was in play. I suspect it's a curse anyway. And as a GM, I respect that he can't answer all of my questions, so despite the conversation taking place, I still feel like there's no closure on the subject beyond just accepting it happened and focusing on my new character. That's why I'm torn. I know well enough to know I can't and shouldn't dwell on it, and maybe some saltiness is absolutely fine this soon after it happened. There's nothing to say players have to like having their PCs killed off. But for me, I think it's the fact I did go searching for answers afterwards and been left one thing. So I think it's like,
4: um I think kudos to this guy, dude. Like, like he's taking it like a champ. Like he understands
1: mm. how
4: a GM work because
1: yeah,
4: he said he is a veteran GM himself. Mm. So yeah, like kudos how he's handling to this.
0: I, yeah, but yeah, I, like, I, I, I think, think it's
4: very much it's very mature for what
2: like there's no angry rant. It's just yeah, could I ask an opinion of someone? Why? Yeah. Mm.
1: I think it's just like not a. Like uh, a case of uh, How you say improper communication Kind of thing well, Not uh-huh. really improper but like ineffective communication In which you are not able to say You don't fully understand what the other person Is saying but you're not Saying that you don't understand Because you assume that you do but you don't And then that happens mm-hmm.
2: How I long know. was this post made? Oh sorry
1: how long, how long ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 8 days ago Nine days ago, it just changed, oh, right? Oh, no. Was that mean? <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right. Oh my god! <laughs> I think because that's like cool. time is different, but
4: anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But uh, okay, th- this is my two cents. Uh, the G I I understand why the GM couldn't tell because maybe that's a lower bit or something like that. Like it's a, it's it is a intriguing thing. But I think the mistake the GM made here was. One, like they that that, that 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 encounter was way too much. Um I feel like if, if you want the player to be defeated, the player would feel better if they got outsmarted rather than just out
1: outdamaged. Oh, Outstarted, yeah.
4: you know? Yeah, outstated. you know. Mm. Um and secondly, if if what I'm reading is correctly, they just went off. Like, like okay, new character, let's go. No, yes. hurrah for the dead character i feel like there should be some kind of mourning or the new party want to like investigate more what the hell's going on you know i think that would help bring some closure to the player itself
2: i i just hope that the players uh the dead goliath paladin gets some closure like the party is able to figure out why it happened to these specific two players i mean i understand this could be like the start of like a plot point like Oh, if one of your player, like, past party member died, time to solve the reason why. Yeah, yeah, and that, that would, would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like uh, uh, this abundance of emotion does come with the tyranny of a you know, dead PC.
3: Here's here's a thing, uh, it's a fresh post and I guess there's no updates on it, but yeah, it's a very real possibility that next session starts and a whole thing happens where his character's death is actually not his final death and yeah you know, that's true life that's true. yeah a we'll an undead god or something yeah so it it sucks we can't look at this with uh
4: with maybe soul. we'll I revisit did. it like we'll, we'll go to maybe his profile maybe. and then yeah. refresh <laughs> until you post oh, oh, <laughs> <bell laughs> we'll put the bell
2: on it put a
1: notification but yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah guy, he, like, he did say after yeah. a few comments he said um Looking through the comments and the knowledge of the last 9 to 10 months playing with this GM, I'm satisf- satisfied to say that this isn't a case of asshole GM, but a good GM who made one or two mistake, which my character yeah. ultimately paid for. I don't begrudge him that. I'm a veteran GM too, it happens to everyone. So <laughs> I, I definitely understand
4: the, the one or two mistake that there. Yeah.
3: One or two right? Really?
1: Ooh. <laughs> oh, As in, the one mistake that's a, that's that basically changed all of our trajectory
3: I, I, will, I will never forgive you for the first Hydra fight, I'm sorry
1: <laughs> or, the, I guess, or the reality jump Unconsented No, I'm
3: kidding yeah, oh, you right. oh great
1: we made
2: him hop off the tape, we made him hop off the platform
1: too bad his avatar is still here welcome Uh, back (laughs) anyway okay so uh any final comments on this post or should we move on to the next segment I think we have
4: given our final
2: comment to this post, so yeah, let's go ahead. Alright. We were left with uh, wanting for closure, but apparently there was closure. (laughs) There was closure. We just didn't refer to it now.
1: Sometimes it's like these things, it's just you need to vent and then okay. And then people say, okay, actually, this is what you should have done. And like, oh, yeah, you know what? Actually, I I, I feel a bit better after I vent. I can think a bit more, you know, clearly now. So. Yeah. I think that's just it.
4: Yeah. Alright.
1: So. Next! Next, we go to War Segment, and this is where we uh, review Homebrew stuff. So first up, we have uh, the Quality Quiver, which is known to be... What what, what did you name this again?
2: Ah, yes. So. Welcome to the Homebrew Emporium. It's my segment. I'm dubbing this mark is waiting pending uh yes so the quality quiver no longer worry about your arrows with this homebrew item so um the reason why i'm gonna highlight this homebrew item is basically yes i've played a number of uh players play, uh play pcs that have that require a bone and arrow and sometimes the dm j- does double check like hmm you've been shooting a few more than 50 arrows this uh this entire arc, and we haven't gone on a shopping spree yet.
4: Wait, 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 you didn't keep track you know, of your errors? When yeah, you didn't I tell, know, you know? Yeah. I know,
2: I know, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. it happens every time.
1: You always <laughs> keep track of your inventory so that you can throw it back to your GM's face. When they say, exactly. are you sure? I am absolutely sure you want to see all the locks that I've made ever since we get the first diamond. That
4: kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Or like when like, you put a really hard person like, hey GM, remember that item that you gave me on session two? And they're like,
2: ta like, oh snap! <laughs> so cool! Yeah, so a callback call items, like D- uh, DM's accidentally giving OP powerful items. It's such a great moment for the party to see. In that's the why, area.
4: like, while I like giving custom magic item that fits the theme of the quest and everything, I do still roll in the random t- magic item table because it gives them random items that I would not expect. So that's my where my enjoyment come from when you just mm. cop shit in my game. Well, <laughs> as a player only and never
2: DM yet, I beg to disagree. I feel like magic items. Uh, Should be rewarded as per se for completing a difficult task and should fit a certain player type Like Mm -hmm. like,
1: okay, I think oh sorry, go ahead uh,
2: In in circumvent of if you roll on the table, you never know what magic item the party might get and what if it uh, What if it's like a spell casting focused, but there's not a lot of uh, there's uh, like this warlock uh that just only has the set amount of spell slots
4: and that's because like like, oh if you don't do that thing you're gonna miss like one of these moments the party found a magical loot i think it was like the doth loot or something really powerful item but it requires a bard they don't have a bard in their party so they just carry it the whole time not wanting to sell it for some reason but as they travel and travel and travel they find this bard character that they they really like and everything and you know and when they really like the character, they want them to stay alive, they want to be protected, so... Hey, remember that loot that I find in the previous dungeon? Here, I'm gonna give this to you. Mm. And that's just...
1: Oh. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's more for the story <laughs> thing. I do agree, like, um, some things... It's, uh, I like... I, I guess I'm a lot biased because I've only been playing a lot in Rain's campaign. But like the method, method works because like, uh, you might get some very random magic item. Uh, some of it, like if you were to give something specific to, uh, anything, it should be the place itself rather than the character coming her it themselves. Unless like you know, this is something like Excalibur where only the strongest person or the most worthy gets it, something like that. Yeah. Like
2: a campaign-worthy magic item
1: uh, uh no, something that's like you know suited to the place where you get it like suited to the dungeon where yeah. it's at like let's hmm. say the dungeon is full of um, what was one necromancy
4: of the zombie or something yeah, that you the... get a necromancer item yeah. even though the party doesn't have a necromancer you know?
1: or the the dungeon was made by a very crazy wizard who puts a, a and at the end there's like a wish ring at the end of it you
2: know <laughs> i I, th- I think that applies for any par- player yes. okay oh do we wish is very general use. but yeah yes. that's,
1: that's the, that's the idea. No, anyways no, back no,
2: to your item it? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fine um all right the magic item in question is by this lovely person uh at james Parrot.
1: no 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 it's james parrott
2: james Parrot with triple a's Go follow him on Instagram. You can find other D and D content, such and such. So, in his uh, Instagram page. But yes, the homebrew item we're seeing today is the quality quiver, and honestly, slightly decent uh, magic item, I per se. I think would be quite reasonable to give to a party that has ende- endeavored for quite long, and this ranger or rogue or whatever who uh, holds a bow or uses a bow not so forth gets a d4 plus two uh, uh rolls one d4 plus two arrows per it gains an arrow i guess it like magically uh generates arrows generates here. it yeah. we've seen items that generate food spells that generate an entire house who's the same yeah that's a spell and a magic item that generates arrows hey that's that exists Your magic baby and also, they're plus one arrows. So this is quite. Uh, I think this might be quite a decent magic item to give to a uh, any like type of bow caster uh, player or whatnot. That wouldn't be too overpowered, and is it might benefit the party as a whole. A great ward, definitely. <laughs>
3: Hit it with a an actual um, yeah. rain. You're experienced, <laughs> the T M. The How do much do say? arrows cost? Plus one arrows
4: specifically. If I recall correctly, it's one gold for twenty arrows. Plus one arrows. Okay. Plus one, no. No, plus one arrows are there. Okay, for five E, there is no. Uh, what do you call? Uh, there is no prices for magic item. They have. They given a suggested price, oh. but. Um, inside of the DMG or the PHB, there's no actual price of the item, but here's a really useful resource uh, I think you can sane magic items D5e and you should be able to uh, uh, find that particular one. I
1: found it, I googled it, DM, according to DMG a single plus one arrow would cost between 50 to oh, 250 go. gold. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: This 50 day, to 250 uh, yeah. So plus one arrows are insanely good, yeah. But he- here's, here's how I would money. play it, right? No, exactly, like every day it's like plus 200 uh, gold or something, which is pretty yeah, much yeah, strong. yeah. Well, If you want to sell them, if you can find a buyer. But, here's what I would do. Require attunement, and only tour. have the person attuned to it pull the arrows out. Oh, and if okay. it leaves their immediate vicinity, the arrows disappear. Although, actually, if you
4: shoot
0: them they leave your understand so maybe
4: they the arrow disappears at the end of your turn usually that's that's how uh, these that's, kind of like uh, yeah, projectiles uh, yeah. i think they use it so yeah, like after you, six you, seconds if, you, if the is still somewhere else it's gonna disappear maybe it acts like a charge per se like we can oh, instead oh, of Does, does it color? doesn't matter doesn't matter right that means uh like every five days or so you're gonna have about um five Thousand gold in your in your quiver, essentially. Yeah.
3: Mm. especially is, considering is, downtime yeah. being a thing. Mm. Yeah. Oops. Yeah.
4: Exactly. But so, in terms of economy, was I think mechanic wise, it's fine because it's yeah. essentially a plus one bow. Hmm. Mm. I th- I think uh, a
2: way to a way to like balance this item maybe is leave instead of producing the arrows, it's charges per se. So like it's like an empty quiver, uh, it's a, an empty quiver box, and like it has tragic arrows. Yeah, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an empty magic hat, like uh, like those magician's top hat. The only the wielder who's attuned to it could probably reach down and grab a quality yeah, arrow. E-
3: exactly that. Yeah,
2: I feel like that much that could balance this out really well.
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I thought as well. Like only drawable by the two in person because otherwise i can imagine a scenario in which like four characters are sitting in the back all have bows because it's a good plus one weapon right <laughs> like draw arrows out of my corner okay <laughs> they just huddle together and just shoot at the enemy using plus one arrows after like mm-hmm. a, a week of downtime <laughs> mm.
2: i feel like if we, we restricted it the charges then it would be quite uh
4: quite balanced Maybe yeah that's three... fair but, but, I, but i feel like kind of it just my, my opinion of course because this one's a bit more subjective at this point because mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of arrows being generated you know then you have arrows on your back and it's it's a cool idea but yeah I,
2: yeah again oh. this is a underdeveloped I mean not underdeveloped it's I think it's it, just it's, a it's
4: not not as descriptive this is just for the art and everything so it's a simple description yeah like a, a magic actual... item, magic a item bad. player card.
1: What about, as per and in- suggestion in the chat, a Mimic Quiver that has to be fed gold to print arrows?
3: <laughs> okay,
4: that's pretty cool though.
3: I think it's... Albert just really likes chests and mimics personally. <laughs> 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 I, well, I, I, I would be...
4: I, I can I imagine you can pee there, you're cool. Uh,
0: Okay.
4: <laughs> I Uh, would be horrified to get your chest or it all remember the party's first mimic that big-ass treasure pile
1: party's first mimic (laughs) aww anyway I would
2: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be keen about having a mimic at the waist of uh <laughs> that but, would be. No, it's it's pretty it's cute. Fun.
1: Imagine having a mimic quiver that's just like, ah, oh, I want gold, and then you open there are That's and pretty cool. honestly.
4: It's like honestly, a pretty cool. Idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you feed it coin, then you have a handful of coin. You shove it into its mouth, and you
3: pull out an arrow in exchange. You know, that's so cool. <laughs> I, don't
1: I like that however, idea. That's cute. Like
3: you that wouldn't download a plus one arrow.
1: I like money though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway alright <laughs> uh, okay we might have one more time for one more for another for one more homebrew uh, item
4: uh, what these art Damn, nice work
2: so this oh, yeah. is
1: yeah. by Mr. James Gifford go ahead
2: alright next item up our list for the homebrew emporium is the mindmugger Mitz. Uh at Mr. James Gifford yes is his twitter yeah. handle yeah this is apparently daily magic items so go ahead and look at his twitter profile for other nifty knickknacks nice and these are i feel specifically entuned for rogues the mind mugger mitts uh this one's more of a has more of a description so i think this might be more thoroughly thought out it's a rare magic item and requires attunement Uh, the user of this magic item gains advantage with a sleight of hand checks while attuned and its special ability memory lapse which is honestly after reading it thoroughly this might be the best um uh best for inquisitive rogues as well other than oh, okay. uh the bo- bonus action touching a target uh you can touch a target i'm assuming they'll also forget you touching them but if they uh, fail the wisdom
1: they've... forget everything from the robots. yeah which is 16 by the way.
2: Yeah, whatever whoever that's... said 16 seconds, that's <laughs> that's yeah. two rounds? It's a typo. Rounds? It's a typo. Uh yeah. okay, there, as said by Mr. James himself, is a typo. Yeah. Uh uh whoever this person has bonus action touched, uh, will have to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I can't see the D de- s wait, has the oh. DC been said? It's DC ten plus half your level. Yeah, sorry, the image somehow got uh
4: Oh, I, no. think I, I think I think I think Aina has internet connection issues.
1: What? No, hold on. <laughs> oh no, no, like, yeah, oh, okay,
4: yeah. Everything, no. right? Okay. never mind. Yeah, it went, it went back up to me. No way. Go on, go on, go on. Don't. No, no,
2: yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. I see it again. All right. Let
1: me so, just move
2: this. then. Yeah. Like let's it. zoom. I think uh Rain, you're covering a portion of the text, but after rereading it, it you have your... three yeah. charges. Yeah. You
4: Get
1: your hair out It's out just out
2: my right. beautiful there locks. Your gravity-defying locks was blocking this current bit. Ah, it says, it's how fine. dare you? We
1: moved it. It's all yeah. right. Stop bickering, kids. <laughs> no, 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 no,
3: no. I
4: will not stand for insult to my locks.
3: Girls, oh, girls, you, you're both you know my hair is than you. <laughs>
2: Stop lying to yourself. You know my hair is better. Okay, go, 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 go. Okay. And it says you have three charges per day. So again, this is this is inquisitive rogues, thief rogues, your best friends. Uh, memory Lapse. As a bonus action, you touch a target, they must succeed in a wisdom saving throw. DC is 10 plus half your level, minimum 1. Uh, on a, success, on a, a failed saving throw, they will forget everything from that current round. 6 seconds, that's typical uh, DD standard uh, rules. So, honestly, this is a very, very bad item if your rogue's a kleptomaniac. So, watch out, watch your pockets.
4: It's, it is a, a pretty pretty cool idea. Uh, to be honest, you'll forget if the person stole from you for something. Although the DC might be a tad bit high, I think. Uh, you know what? No, no. I I stand corrected. No, not, I I think that's not. At level so ten,
3: yeah. DC fifteen.
4: Yeah, yeah. usually. This is just for like uh, you know for for uh, future for for how yeah how business of the coast does it magic item usually has a solid dc rather than a a, what you call a variable dc so for so for example if a one for example they will state their dc 50 dc 17 Mm. like one of fireball for example so uh this is cool uh yeah Mm. but i think
2: uh i think the dc might be uh in parody or might not be in parody because like i've seen similar magic items uh specifically i think from critical roles uh campaign in which they have Mm. the vestiges of divergence Mm -hmm. their weapons if i recall their magic weapons specifically if i recall (laughs) grows with the party who the wielder's attunement so like the longer (laughs) they live, the longer or like how experienced they are with the magic item it grows with them so i guess this is supposed to uh affect the similar like have a similar effect to it the longer you wield it it's the more power you get May i i feel personally Hmm?
3: that's pretty much what i do in my campaign like i gave the party this weapon that was called a god killing weapon at like level three Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to activate it (laughs) it's a god killing weapon surely but (sighs) for them it's just a regular sword because they don't know how to turn it on but when Mm -hmm. they hit high enough level boom
4: Ah, okay, so that's that's how you guys, um, yeah, like like the vestiges of Divergence is honestly a really cool idea. I I love weapons that evolve together with you, but the the cool thing about vestiges diverges compared to this one, I mean, this I'm not saying this was bad. It's pretty cool as well, and it's a unique idea for to let the items DC increase with you. But I like the vestiges of diverges because essentially the item not only just gets larger numbers but also gains additional effects. Uh, as you level up and then when they get to the exile state uh, you know they can do just crazy stuff more. Uh, mm-hmm. and yes of course I've implemented it in my campaign who does it uh, copy I mean get inspired mm-hmm. by critical yes, role. inspired yes uh, but I wonder if you can uh, figure manage to figure out which of the items uh, that you have in your inventory that uh do that. <laughs>
3: You'll be happy to hear I don't know anything about the critical role magic items.
4: Yeah, no, it, I, it's cool. So, so, so you're, you're just you're just uh, uh, ahead of your time, there. <laughs> I make sure. <laughs> that I go.
1: By yeah. the way, your say, if let's say this the one who you, being used this on. Pass the save,
4: then
2: you go to jail. <laughs> I
1: mean
2: that, that <laughs> not only so you yeah. try
1: to mug him, you <laughs> mug his mind as well. I think that's pretty much a given. That's
4: actually pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think cool. I, I, I like imagine though, like the guy like uh steals the item, gets caught and then like touches the guy to to make you forget and then he does it and he just stares at you.
2: It, like a, a blank stare. <laughs> yeah. Why are you caressing my face? Oh my god! <laughs> it. Second charge.
1: It's just such
0: such smooth skin. Goes yeah. into
2: goes into charisma check, persuasion check.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It it brings to I mean, honestly good shit. Like, fuck. This is really good. Really. It it. it really.
3: Yeah, I like it. In- I Inflammatory I- statement alert from across the table. I don't really like it very oh, much.
0: Oh, <laughs> Go <good, good laughs>
3: I feel like it's okay. It's not mind-blowing in terms of how good it is. It's a rare item. It feels situational and underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, it, it gives this you advantage really on enough. pickpocketing, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's that's great. If if you're pickpocketing at level ten, what are you doing? But it gives you advantage anyway.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I
1: mean, maybe someone's a kleptomaniac, but again, it's very situational. So yeah. Situation yeah. Also, mm.
4: yeah. I, I think I I disagree. I'm very good I think this
2: item should be, like the rare tag is what uh, p- uh, pivots me. If it was uncommon, a magical uncommon item, then I think it would probably fit the uh, item like abilities displayed could fit an uncommon item rare
4: could be better i definitely agree with crit okay. But i for me but... i is a uh, common magic item obviously fashion only Yeah. Mm. uncommon slight you know uh, maybe like potion of healing heals, uh stuff plus one weapon and so on gives advantage on one ability check that's a, a uncommon item i think this pretty goes for rare especially because the ability i'd say that is not uh, too situational instead i'll call it very versatile imagine in combat you touch someone as a bonus action and they forget what they want to do during their turn and they just stand there dodging Ooh, for example
3: yeah. i mean what is
4: if... <laughs> I, I i do agree this is all up to the interpretation of the gm but yeah. like if you have like a gm that plays along and uh, leans into how oh, how vague the item's power is, I think this could bring into like a very cool scenario. I just thought of one scenario
2: Yeah, exactly, you know? What if, what Counter. if... Yep, yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, sorry, Crit? Okay,
1: one last argument before we need to go to... Okay, the... okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: more, <laughs> go, go ahead, I'll, I'll,
3: I'll do the last bit. All
2: right, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. What if, what if uh, a party of necromancers is trying to resurrect, I don't know... Uh, yeah, just resurrect something be it a dragon or like an undead lich or something like that uh-huh. and one of the like the leader is like telling one of their scribes to like finish the incantation or something <laughs> Put the memory laps on, and they won't remember what the,
3: the, their cult leader told them to do.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never finished the incantation. They yeah, <laughs>
3: exactly. So usually <Literally> called yeah. <laughs> by the leader saying, "What do you mean you forgot? Finish the fucking incantation!" <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
4: Second <laughs> time. <laughs> Second <laughs> time. Yeah. Three charges so, a day. So in in, in combat, in com- <laughs> it. Oh, something now Wait, oh, yeah, sorry. Four final final words. Go.
2: Oh, yes. Uh, I wanted to add one sorry, more uh, thing. So, yeah. oh,
4: sorry, yeah.
2: Cri- I, was, I meant to say crit. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's fine. Crit, uh, oh, I yeah. think Crit had to say something.
3: Uh, just, it feels very situational In combat, depending on what you're fighting, it would be like, oh, if I'm fighting an intelligent opponent, there's a chance I might like, forget something and slip up and to lose the last six seconds, but if it's like a beast or a monster, it's probably going by instinct, so the memory lapse won't really matter. Moreover, if you fail, you're standing in front of a guy, touching his face as your action,
2: mm-hmm. and Bonus action. You... Bonus action. Sure. But
3: you don't have a reference of whether he forgot something or not, because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. touch his face and he has a look on it, the... uh, okay. yeah, yeah. and there's a chance that he didn't forget anything and he's about to stab you in the face while you're touching him, <laughs> weirdly. So like, I don't know. it's I feel like it's good to use if your pickpocketing fails, but if you're like a rogue and you have advantage in pickpocketing, you're not yeah, usually failing usually you're that.
4: More freedom,
3: yeah. Yeah, But yeah. Well, like
1: so I'll thing, I'll close this with what your code say. Uh, one one thing you could use it for is touch a guy giving you a reward so he forgets he gives you a reward. Already.
0: Creative business. There you go. There you go.
1: All right. So. let
0: <laughs> Jesus. See.
1: Let's move on to our last segment of the show. Uh, let me change the thingy first. I, I can I can do this give, give, go, me, go, go. give me a moment. The last segment there. is
3: called Crit Talks Too Much.
1: Crit, go <laughs> ahead, talk too
3: much. Okay. okay, so uh, we've covered the homebrew, we've covered the news, we've covered the cringe stories. Now we have covered the based stories, Ooh. aka RPG glory stories. So oh, it's opposite of cringe, right? Yeah. That's that's what that's I'm what working I off of. Here. the ring is
1: green. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, this, this one is really. It your color, yeah. Huh? It really is. Man. So this one is a doozy. It's, it's a very long story. Uh. <laughs> So the TLDRs, no I'm kidding um no! So... read, it! <laughs> well, yeah, read it the post. Um uh, but yeah, my if my internet drops, which there's a chance it might, uh just start screaming there. various things and <laughs> I'll reread parts of it. Okay. Alright, so uh, the title is uh, DM turns a throwaway comment in the greatest reveal I've ever done seen by uh user Dorsus. Dorsus. Amobus, Uh Okay, so, it says apologies in advance for the length of this one. It's, it's okay, Dorsos. Uh, small bit of backstory. A few years ago, my brother played in a few RPGs and decided he wanted to give DMing a, a game himself go. Unfortunately, he had trouble, trouble with a lot of systems. Complex rules don't really fit with him personally, and while they can work with them as a player, as a DM, it's another story the fix was creating his own simplified system, as a sci-fi fan, he took the opportunity to make his own Star Trek-style setting. After a lot of trial and error, he... and admittedly several players coming and going, he settled on two groups. One much larger than the other. We have crossovers and feel each other actions in our respective sessions. I am part of the smaller group. Used to be bigger, but due to life, commitments, etc. It has shrunk down to just two players recently. Yeah, rings too true. Uh, This works for us as we can't uh, make the same sessions as the main group but still enjoy being part of the game universe. We've had some insane plot twists, arcs and NPCs over the years, culminating in the most recent story. So, a few months ago, uh, sorry, a few months back, eh, whatever, we were introduced to a new quest giver, a suave businessman and an all-around charming guy called Alistair who wanted to contract our ship for a series of jobs. We immediately didn't trust him, but after a while found ourselves taking side missions and developed a working relationship. Honestly, he won us over. Eventually, he told us he wanted to work uh, for him full time, leaving the faction we worked for and all of our all-time favorite NPCs We declined, of course, but he was persistent, pulling out all the stops to convince us, favors, gifts, and even paying for a full retrofit of our ship. Still not enough. That was until two things happened. The first was our NPC co-pilot leaving the party at the culmination of his personal quest. The second was our aforementioned favorite NPC getting sick, real sick. This guy was some sort of a telepathic super being. It's a long story, but essentially every character has a multiverse evil counterparts, but this guy doesn't, he's unique.
1: Ah, oh, he's like America Chavez! Okay, anyway, go ahead.
3: Who? But yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I was thinking Mirror Dimension because Star Trek, but yes, go on.
3: Oh shit, sure, yeah. man. We did what we could to find the source of his illness and imagine our shock when we discovered that it can be traced back to his multiverse counterpart. Noticing some similarities between the two, we began to suspect Alistair is this counterpart.
0: <laughs>
3: we finally agreed to switch sides, secretly planning between us to use our insider knowledge to figure out what was going on. On our most recent mission, we were tasked to visit a high-security prison facility due to a tip-off that one of the prisoners was going to escape pretty much our entire rogues gallery is here. Hey. Imagine my face when I read this. Roll the credits. Uh, <laughs> and we learn this place is still recovering from a visit of the other PC group. Yes, of course something immediately seems off. Just hearing who we are working for sends shivers through our old enemies, and no amount of persuasion will get them to reveal why. The warden, of course, is adamant the place is impenetrable and leads us to the prisoner. This guy is a standard villainous fair, right down to his name being the Annihilator. He swears he has no plans for a breakout, etc. etc. So now, of course, cue the breakout. <laughs> Power fluctuates, things go wrong. We rush to the cell and he's dead along with his guard. Dun dun dun. It's
1: like that time where like the the thunder of flash, lightning will flash <laughs> yeah. back
2: and like who did it? <laughs> <laughs> the or still There's... piano plays.
3: No 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 There is one imposter among us. <laughs> and <laughs> we go searching for whoever did this to no avail. We inspect the corpse and find signs we've seen before. A strange goo like substance that appears in this RPG sci fi undead. Yeah. He attacks us, of course. Being RPG players, we decide to blow up half the corridor to put him down. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't I work. Really Fire, <laughs> fireball. fireball, yes. Good mm-hmm. an overreaction, but whatever. <laughs> still doesn't work. Ganners are still reading an undead. We tried to get our ship AI to specify, but he has been acting weird lately, something we have chalked up to character development. We do everything we can to figure this out, checking CCTV and personal files, third-person files. Turns out, there is an extra guard in the premise, but not in the records. Alistair calls and we update him, tell him what happened and we are fine. He decides to send backup. The backup is an assassin we've killed before, an assassin what? now reanimated for a second time. Red flags are yeah. obviously glaring. But he convinces us that he's on our side. We watch him carefully.
1: Maybe he's like, you know, Ami Maloa, like the a powerful lich or something. <laughs> like, you know... Sci-fi, lich! <laughs> okay, anyway, continue.
3: So th- thanks, Albert. Very cool. Um, <laughs> we find the guard, also undead, and the other PC kills him. Sensing his movement, the assassin tries to attack us and is mysteriously and mysteriously drops dead. God damn it. Uh, the warden thanks us, but uh, his searches have revealed even more disturbing things. First, one of our worst villains has escaped, leaving a duplicate behind in his cell. Oh
0: my god. Second,
3: (laughs) the annihilator doesn't add up. He's been in prison for a while, but he has no records of his transfer or capture. It's as if he simply appeared from nowhere. We decide to confront Alistair, but first we call our favorite NPC. He is not doing so well, and on a whim, I decide to tell a lie. My plan being that if Alistair is somehow listening in, he will pick up on it. Alistair calls immediately, feeding us lines about his information being bad, not knowing our history within the assassin, blah, blah, blah. Then, I bring up a topic I lied about. He simply says, if you want to tell me something, you can always say it to my face. I panic, other PCs start asking what's wrong. I scan the ship for bugs and they show none. What they do show is the ship's AI has a virus. Alistair has control of everything, he knows everything. Write down to the plans we've been discussing right here on this ship. The retrofit was just a cover to replace our AI back before we even suspected he was up to something. Every mission we have done for him. Uh, even before our favorite NPC got sick was to increase his power and hold over oh, us yeah. We were oh. playing checkers and this guy was playing four in <laughs> chess
1: He bugged the thing to like know every move of the uh, party basically He, didn't, he replaced he
4: just the you. AI Yeah, he, he did a retrofit
2: should. Retrofit I meaning yeah, retrofit is basically an entire rework of a of a ship or like yeah. a vehicle, and you so know, it's changing yeah, yeah,
4: changing the entire systems basically. Like, okay, I know. Dry dock. In in a in a sci-fi setting, okay. usually there is an AI that controls a ship because it's yeah. too complex for one human to handle. Uh-huh. Usually the NPC will you know be friends with the AI because he's pretty nice and everything. But in this case the alistair that replaced that ai with a fake one that is working for him this now is okay,
1: okay yeah
4: so <laughs> now everything they do on the ship the ai knows the fake ai knows and when the, what the fake ai knows he relays to alistair
1: okay all right yeah damn
4: go on okay that's oh, why they okay. say there's.
2: Their AI has, like, character development, they chalk it up. Yeah, they say, yeah, they chalk it,
4: yeah, but you know, it's just a different AI entirely.
1: I see, okay.
3: Yeah. And now it's finished the post because there's two more paragraphs. So, yeah. Go as we struggle to damage control the situation, a second ship arrives and our co-pilot, the guy who has been missing since all of this began, walks on board. We missed a call from him a while back and have been trying to contact him ever since, but none of our calls have gotten through and we couldn't understand why. And now yeah. we know. The session ended up on this cliffhanger, but suffice to say, he's been trying to warn us the entire time that our AI about our AI, and was kept in the dark.
1: Oh.
3: Uh, there's a lot more to this than I can ever fit in a post as long as this one, but months of planning, foreshadowing, and weaving of stories have gone into this reveal. And the best part? It turns out he did all of this based on a single conversation I had completely forgotten about over six months ago. <laughs> He remembered me talking about how much I loved a suave master planner who was always one one step ahead. He wrote it down and created Alistair Drake, which is such a villainous name.
1: Yeah, Alistair Drake. Alistair is already very fancy. Imagine Drake. Oh god. That sounds like a very hot villain.
3: You would think that? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, But I imagine the way he was described, he was probably like an alien that is somewhat over bloated,
4: short. (laughs) Oh, okay, very different. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm imagining like... like... like Artyom, basically! <laughs> hey, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 Why are you flying there,
3: Don't bring my very nice and polite beastie into this.
4: Appearance, I mean, <laughs>
3: appearance. I, I've been just imagining the fucking Luther man from Mass Effect.
4: Ooh, yeah, that's... Ooh.
3: That's my way of seeing it. But yeah, that's the story. Um, that's a pretty cool one!
4: I, I actually forgot to comment about anything because I was just like, what's yeah. next, what's next? <laughs> that's how you tell a story, that's how you get yeah. it's, it's a good.
1: It's goodly written as well. Well written, there you go. Well
2: written. Well say. English everyone, we know it.
3: <laughs> I, I, I do love stories that are like very long in the making. Especially if there's like clues leading all the way back, yeah, and it takes
1: off, and it's like, oh man, I read all that for this satisfaction. So,
3: for obvious comparison, um, Rain in our campaign, Arc Mm Twelve. How long have you been setting up the whole false Hydra thing? Ah, very first session
1: from the very. Okay, so (laughs) what happened was in our campaign. um, Well, we were a group of seven people who came together to find, like, ho- the Holy Grail. So, but to get to the Holy Grail, you need a key. However, nobody has ad- ever found the key for, like, forever, but we somehow got it. And it's in the um, shape of a dice that is 12-sided, made from, uh, like, a piece of us, basically. However, we're only seven, but but the dice is uh, 12-sided. And when we find other people who have keys, they're all from the, it's exactly, um, it's made up from exactly that number. Like, let's say there oh, were many, two people. Party. Yeah, if there's two people, it's a coin. If there's six people, it's a D6, you know? But ours, we are seven. We started out seven, but we had 12. And the whole time, there was like this mystery of like, 12? Wait, there's always, but we've only started at seven. This doesn't make sense, you know? And then... Cut to almost a hundred sessions later, we found out <laughs> that it was actually a false hydra doing this all along. And we were actually 12. We are actually we're reference- 12.
3: those who don't know, a false hydra is a monster that eats people, and when you Ooh. get eaten by the false hydra, Everybody forgets about you.
1: Here, let's show you what's a false height. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, because I will bad. not be the only one traumatized by it. The first time I see it, I for was the traumatized. For the main monitor
3: gang, be careful. Uh, <laughs> what you're looking at now, it's a little scary. <laughs> it is <laughs>
2: actually
4: pretty scary. Yeah. Look at I am not at the a bottom, part of the
3: bottom,
2: one, the bottom,
4: Scroll bottom a little bit. The one that's just one face. You gotta got go for that. Which, which one? <laughs> No, okay. no, on, on the one? on the left left side left side of the screen, the one was just one face.
1: This one? This is the one that you used.
4: No, not that one, the other one. Where is it? Oh, I this one!
1: Oh, I yeah. hate this one! This is, this is the revelation. It, <laughs> it's the worst thing. I can't even see it right now. No, I'm not going to subject our viewers to that. It's the worst, no, worst it's episode. Nice Nobody's going to come <laughs> back!
2: For <laughs> I am not part of this campaign, and I'm also terrified now.
1: This thing has traumatized most of us. <laughs> like, some of us are having, like, nightmares because of this thing so <laughs> it's, it's
0: and I awful. killed it shut <laughs>
1: sure, up <no>, we all <laughs> did the, the funny thing is like we built a rocket that cost us 50,000 and dealt 134 damage to this thing but when we like four people just you know delayed our attack to hit at the same time c- did exactly the same damage as the 50,000 rocket and that's like to be fair, we're level 50. But still! And
3: yeah. the rocket cannot be, you know, mind-controlled, so there's that.
2: That's true. <laughs> uh, <but yeah. laughs> oh, holy Jesus, yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was from the beginning, because I, I do want to have a rival at some point. And there are other dice, but like I think like 6 is a good enough number for a rival, so I thought the 6 would be perfect. Then real life they have a d12 i wonder how we can spin this and that's where it started so yeah Uh, i hope you guys enjoyed that twist and then uh oh by the way spoilers for the arc of the 12 campaign if you haven't watched from the beginning
1: sometimes sometimes you know spoilers make people want to watch things
4: fair but we should say spoiler before everything, okay. wait, wait,
2: wait.
1: we'll, we'll on, add in a post. We'll, add in post. Spoiler, we'll,
2: do it. we'll do it <laughs> in we'll no. a post! <laughs> Did we forget to mention this is a two year anniversary of that campaign? Yeah! <laughs>
1: there you go! Thank you. That's, that's a good point to end on because it has uh, been longer than we. I planned it to be, it, but you know, it's still within the time limit. Yes, Chris? Yeah!
3: There is a challenge to all the viewers. Um, oh. re everything about the Ark of the Twelve from the episode one oh, and try Jesus. to find every instance of rain foreshadowing there being twelve people <laughs>
1: OH MY two. GOD, AND <laughs> clips Whoever it.
3: sends the most instances and clips will become my new best friend Will become <laughs> our
1: new moderator, basically Hey, hey let's, let's go! Even <laughs> I, I can do that, I'm like the show's biggest fan <laughs> Not Crit, it's me
3: I never assumed I was, I'm sure. like... <laughs> w- whatever,
4: okay?
1: <laughs> Alright, so that's all for the first episode of Rogue's Gallery Podcast. RGP, is that what... R- R- RGP, let's go! It's because RGP. R- it sounds like a Gold Republic. No, no, that's no, not. Never mind, I'm but... on a tangent. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for the past hour and a half. Uh and yeah, we'll see you next week for the second episode.
3: Yeah!
1: we'll do a bit better, a bit more professional maybe. huh. Uh, sure.
3: I I doubt let, it's
0: let
1: let this be the last thing you see before I go away. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> also, and,
2: feedback. If feedback would be appreciated on, like, wait, can they even yeah. comment on the podcast? Uh, yeah,
1: and... leave a comment. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are watching this in any other uh, places, so like YouTube and stuff. So
3: join our Discord.
1: Join us in our Discord and talk about it as well. Uh, don't forget uh, to
3: like, subscribe, and follow <laughs>
1: <us>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of YouTubers would we be if we don't tell you to do that? So, uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have some memes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.